following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, they are your hosts of the PWT cast, Scrub and Stay. Bang, bang, what is up, you guys? Welcome to episode 46 of the PWT cast. My name is Scrump. And this is Stank. Stank, happy belated birthday. I, uh, well, thank you so much. I feel like uh, coming off a such a serious episode um, in last week's episode, which, by the way, thank you so much to everyone who took the time to listen and um, had positive things to say because a lot. Yeah, of, we got a great response. Yeah, there there's so many people that responded positively to what we had to say, and whether or not we genuinely um, help educate people, I was still I was happy with the final product. You know, um, Trevor Outlaw, friend of the show, he was like, oh, man, he's like, I really love a fired up uh, political scrump. And I was like, well, you know, <laughs> like, boy's always been there. I just uh, I'm like uh, Bruce Banner, who's been able to like who's able to contain the Hulk, you know. But when there's yeah. uh, social injustice and cops are killing, you know, people that look like me yeah. and my friends uh, for sport, I'm definitely going to speak up. But again, thank you to everyone who who had something positive to say. I've not yet to hear anything bad about it. I assume uh, anyone who had negative feedback didn't want to share it. But uh, yeah. with today being the day after Dave's birthday, um, well, by the time you hear it, it'll be two days after. Uh, yeah. So I had the thought of where do I get Stank for, for his birthday? <laughs> you know, it's a special birthday. Boy turned 39, and I figured... Yeah, gotta get him something something good, but most stores are closed right now, and um, you know, with uh, like everything being so wonky online, like last, like I found some cool stuff like last week, but I was just like, I don't know if it'll get here by the time it it says it's supposed to. Yeah. Um, then Q, friend of the show and past guest Effie, uh, he posted a video because he's been doing a really awesome thing. Uh, he's been um doing cameo videos and he's been donating he's donating all the money to camp his from his cameo videos to help i believe it's homeless black trans people um in new york or just ho- homeless black trans people i believe and uh he some someone paid him to do tony collette's speech from hereditary yeah, uh, which i saw that was awesome right so if, listen if you've not seen if you've not seen hereditary do yourself a favor and look up Tony Collette's speech. Like, just it. I don't really. I don't think you really need any context behind it. It's just a, it's a riveting performance. Like, amazing. Yeah. You know, she should have been nominated for an Oscar. Uh, unjustly wasn't, but she should have been nominated. So I saw Effie doing that video, and then myself and Matt Nix, you know, another uh, friend of the show, we started discussing like, what speeches could we have Effie do? And we kind of went back on back and forth. Like he had Effie recreate uh, one of the scenes from Jurassic Park, and yeah, the clever girl scene. Yeah, yeah. The, the clever girl scene with the dinosaur. Uh, it might have been from Lost World, right? Oh, it was from one of the two. One no, the... it's from the original. Yeah, oh, you're from the original. And yeah. uh, I knew your favorite movie is The Last of the Mohicans, but I couldn't. Yeah. I like. I've not. I've never seen the movie, and I asked the guys who had seen the movie. I'm like, is there like a specific speech in that movie? You know, like something that I could have Effie recreate? And they're like, no, no. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And then I was like, you know what? 
I'll just have him recreate one of my favorite speeches because I'm like, I'm pretty sure Stank's a fan of this movie. So yeah. I had Effie uh, recreate uh, Cyrus's speech, the famous, can you dig it? Uh, speech from the Warriors. And it's a long speech. I, I felt bad. Like I, I put in the request for the video, like I will give you the exact time, you know, in that speech. So he doesn't do yeah. the whole long speech. Uh, oddly enough, he did exactly that without me having to give it to him. Uh, so if you guys haven't already seen the video, uh, well, first off, Dave, what was what was your first impression of said video? Or what is your what is the first thing running through your head when I message you saying I had Effie record uh, this for your birthday? Um, first of all, he he could fit perfectly in that universe, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? I mean. He, he he was dressed with a spike jacket. He had his headband on. Um, mustache, that killer mustache. Oh man, it was perfect. And so, yeah, like here, here's the thing too. For for a lot of people that try and get me gifts, I I get everything I want the minute I want it. I'm very impulse buyer. So um, stuff I love stuff like that. So I, I love one. Uh, it was outside of the box. And two, like, I know you love the Warriors, so it, you know, it's a, it's something you love given to me with love. And I, I loved it. So it was awesome. Yeah. For those of you, I, I posted it on my personal Twitter. I, I retweeted yeah, it's on it. Twitter. <laughs> I retweeted it on uh, the, the PWT cast Twitter. I'll post it on, on our Instagram page as well, but god damn it like i just i love it my favorite part is where he does the can you he goes can you dig it and then he goes ah. and he did their crowd response yeah he does like the crowd response it was yeah. it was amazing uh thank you so much to effie and listen uh he's not done with those cameo videos you know he's uh doing them i believe all month long so and they're only 12 bucks so yeah. if you want you know if you have a specific speech from a movie tv show or just a cameo you know if you've always wanted to try cameo uh head over to effie's twitter and by the way this isn't like a, some sort of sponsorship or anything uh no. we just we love effie we love what he's doing and, and it's a good cause it's a, yeah it's a great cause he posted uh, i believe he was over i believe he's at like 600 bucks that they've raised so far um you know since he started doing all this which is awesome um i'm planning on getting maybe one or two more like i you know it, it's awesome he's he's an amazing as amazing of a wrestler as he is He's an amazing actor, and so I'm probably going to get him to do one or two more just for the sake of it. Why not? Um, it's a national treasure. He's a national treasure. Um, yeah. But you know what? Speaking of, of Effie, who's someone big in the LGBTQ community, um, Dave and I, we this week we released a, a brand-new T-shirt. Um, we had mentioned yeah. that last week's episode briefly, but uh, if you go over to uh, our P- – our page over on uh, Pro Wrestling Tees. That's Pro Wrestling Tees forward slash uh, PWT cast. Dave fucking knocked it out of the park with another design. Uh, our PWT cast is for everyone t shirt. Um, Dave and I were, were, we're matching it 300%. 300% of the profits is going to the yep. center on Halsted, uh, which is a, uh, they help the LGBT community here in Chicago. Um, a little bit of history on it. They've been helping the LGBT community forever. Like I believe they're the longest running, you know, like place that does that. Like I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not exactly sure if they're nonprofit, but they've they've been helping out for the longest. And friend of the show, Sarah Shockey, uh, 
you know, her and um, Marty DeRosa, they've been donating there for quite a few years now. And so I figured, uh, you know, like, I, I know this is a good place to, to give our money to. So me and Dave, we came out with the design. Um, all the money that's being made from this, we're donating it just right to them. All the money we make from any t-shirts this month. Let's just throw that out there. Um, yeah. We're going to donate over to the like- center on Halstead. And then whatever that amount is, Dave and I will each individually match it. So, you know, if we raise five thousand uh, dollars, Dave and I will they're have fifteen. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're getting fifteen. They're getting a last three hundred percent. Yeah, you know. So, if you can, again, don't feel obligated to, but if you can, go ahead and, and purchase one. Um, you know, we we support. LGBT community here again. PWT cast is for everyone. Um, yep. Dave and I, we don't discredit anyone based on you know gender, sex, religion, whatever it is. You know where where you're our friends. We, yeah. we wouldn't dare you know like judge anyone for any of that. But yeah, you know it's uh it's it's a pretty fun design. And I just really quickly wanted to shout out some of the people who've already contributed to it. Um, you know we had the aforementioned Matt Nix, friend of the show, which. He's, you know, he's the very first person to buy it. Yeah, he's too good for us. Uh, then you had yeah. Vi- Vivian Urbina, my best friend, Vivian, who um, I talked about this with Paul. She had a she had an order for a store, in-store pickup, and you know, Vivian being my best friend now for so many years, I was like, oh, I'm gonna throw in, um, you know, an, an extra uh, some some fun stuff in there, and I'm like, hey, your order's ready for yeah. pickup. She was like, "Oh, I have two more." She with like that Marge Simpson picture of her kind of like shamefully hiding. And yeah, if I would have told myself, I mean, we graduated well, maybe no, almost. It's been almost ten years since we graduated high school. Like, if I would have got back to tell myself, you know, pro or pro wrestling tees wasn't a thing then, but I would have told her like, "Oh, one hour tees." You know, those guys from the, the art of wrestling. Like, yeah, well, they eventually come up with pro wrestling tees. You know, same concept of wrestling t-shirts. I'm like, oh. It's awesome. How do I get a job there? I'll say, well, you already have a job there. And on top of that, you're going to do your own podcast. And they'll be like, oh. And be like, you know Vivian? I'm like, yeah. We just had lunch. i say, well, she's going to have several orders to pick up. And I'm going to say, Vivian, for me? And she's like, no. She's her own wrestling fan now, uh, which just warms my heart that, you know, my friend is now into uh, AEW. Um, but we also had Teresa Hicks purchase a T-shirt. Shout out, Teresa. Thank um, you, Teresa. Sean uh, Jurgens, I believe is how you spell that name. Jurgens, uh, you know, thank you, Sean, as well. Uh, we had Dennis Day Jr., you know, DDJ, friend of the show. Friend of the show. We had AJ Whipper, love that last name. Uh, Whipper, I barely knew her. Uh, and then last but not least, Spencer Cantor. Uh, thank you, all you guys who have supported us, who are helping in this, you know, whatever. Dave and I, we don't have the, the largest voice. We don't have the largest reach. But whatever we can do to help out uh, communities, we will, you know? Yeah. Um, so thank you again to everyone who's been helping us because with just how shitty the world is right now, you know, Dave and I, we, we want to help out any single way we can. Like, you know, it's not like after last week's episode, we're like, ah, and now all this, un- you know, all this unjust racism has finally gone away. Um, we stopped. We saw we solved racism, <laughs> yeah. you guys. No, we figured it out, guys. You know they've still yet to uh, arrest the people that murdered Breonna Taylor. Um, there's still protesting going on, peaceful protests. You know riots. Unfortunately, like cops have not started 
not stop being, you know, pieces of shit. I'm sorry. Excuse my language. One of my new favorite trends. I don't know about you, Dave. One of my favorite trends. Uh, and this last week has been uh, statues being torn down. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing. Like, there, we touched on it last week. Is like history has been written by the quote unquote winners, right? But there's always been this underlying thing of, hey, man, that's not right. Like, you know, seeing the the statue of Christopher Columbus get torn down. When I was younger, we celebrated him, and you know, it turns out he was a gigantic racist piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, by all accounts. It's so, you know. Tear down your idols. Yeah, for for those of you unaware, uh, Christopher Columbus, giant piece of shit. Like, do, again, yeah, I always assume like, oh, cool, man, this guy found uh, the this America. Guy found America for us. Uh, no, <laughs> not at all. Like, this man was an idiot. He yeah, he got lost. He was listen. First off, he was able to finesse three ships out of the Spanish government. So shame on them. Uh, yeah, got lost found you know what's now north america um and i believe well central america as well but found that went back was able to finesse more ships out of the spanish government shame on them twice and essentially everything you've been taught was a lie which you know it's unfortunately the case with most of history you know so like if you have this weird hard on for christopher columbus pick up a book you know, because yeah. first of all don't tell it to any native american or any indigenous people because they'll, they'll tell you to go fuck right off as they should christopher columbus yeah. is a monster i'm sorry if you were raised to be didn't know otherwise yeah. you didn't know listen there's nothing wrong with not knowing something and learning you know you're never too old to learn um you know there might be people in your family who grew up thinking a certain way uh and if you can do you know your bit and not if you can change their mind that's awesome um if you can help educate them so that they better know that's even better um so you know if there's anyone listening right now who is shocked at these this revelation that christopher columbus was by all accounts a terrible monster of a human being dig dig a little deeper you'll find out yeah dig a little deeper and you'll find out um, oh, also, uh, in ch- Changing Times news, uh, NASCAR banned Confederate flags, yeah. which I didn't think would ever happen. And did you hear that the worst uh, NASCAR driver, not th- th- subjectively, the worst NASCAR driver was so angry that he quit and everyone was just yeah. like, huh? So? Yeah. So? <laughs> which, yeah, that's the same thing. Um, I've, for years... For years have been going on about uh like the confederate flag and like oh it's history no w- the civil war was about uh it wasn't about states rights it was about slaves well it was about the states rights to own slaves correct yeah and it yeah. like i don't no ever add that little part at the end <laughs> yeah you know so uh i don't it, listen if you had ancestors if you had someone that was that fought for the losing side in the civil war uh they can go fuck themselves because they were not fighting for anything other than they were traitors they were slave traders 
and they were traitors. They were traitors to the country. They wanted wanted to secede so they could own slaves because they wanted to own humans. Um, If, again, if you've been, you know, brainwashed to think, you know, your your great uncle or your great grandfather, whoever it was, fought for anything else other than the right to own slaves, again, do yourself a favor, pick up a book, go to Wikipedia and learn that it wasn't about that. And it sucks. It sucks to, you know, find out that you, we all have shitty people in our family. And unfortunately, now, if. Yeah. Well, can I, can I say something controversial? I mean, listen, it, there's been so many things said and I've, I've been screaming yeah. fuck the police at the top of my lungs since yeah. last week. So Dave, go ahead well, and say anything you'd like. I, I've been a, I've been a big person to say you know fuck the Confederate flag, it was losers. They shed uh, American blood so that they could have slaves. I was always, you know, fuck the Confederate flag, but I always had one exception, and that was the General Lee, the, the car from the Dukes of Hazard. I'm, <laughs> I was like, I'm aware. Yeah, I was like. You can't, because I loved the Dukes of Hazard when I was a kid, and like when I was younger, I had, I had no connotation of what that meant. I just thought it was a cool looking flag, and so I was always like, ah, yeah, but it's the General Lee can't be the General Lee without the flag. But you know, fuck the General Lee too. <laughs> you know what I mean? When you grow up and you learn and you expand, you can't, you can't be like, well, there's an exception to this. But yeah, I've always been like, oh, I love the General Lee, but fuck the General Lee. <laughs> Yeah. Generally, what like generally, so fuck it. Yeah, exactly. It's I have zero sympathy with uh, these Confederate statues being taken down. I don't care about your old racist history. Um, now the weird thing is that there are a couple state flags that have the Confederate flag in it. Should I wonder ch- what's going to happen with those? I mean, should be changed. You know, it's in the same change breath change. as uh, get get a new design. Yeah. You know, there's always time. There's always, you know, nobody likes change. That's at at the root cause of most things is people don't like change. We're all accustomed to things being a certain way growing up. And at a certain point, you just have to come to the realization that things have changed. Sometimes, sometimes for the worst, sometimes for the best. And when it comes to something as simple as like, hey, let's get rid of this symbol that, um, you know, it that meant could be owned. Yes. They, li- they literally thought a whole section of our human population was like three fifths of a person. Exactly. And they were so and that's upset. That's what that flag represents. They were so upset to the point where they said, we'll become our own country and you yeah. guys will do your own stuff and we'll do what we want here. And no. yeah. if you guys, if you guys think these people are real humans, we don't want to be a part of you. That's what they said. Exactly. And again, I'm sorry if you've been led to believe that, you know, your great uncle, your great grandfather, your whoever it was in your family, that they fought for anything else but that. Even if you were told, you know, all of the, you know, that's not what they fought for, um, and don't. Well, they fought, yeah, they fought with people that fought for that. Yeah, sorry, it just anyway, anyway you slice it. Anyway you slice it, yeah, which is you know always comes back to my thing of, you know, not all cops are bad. 
that all cops are bastards. Um, but Dave, let's uh, on, a, on a little bit of a lighter note. You know, we mentioned that it was uh, your birthday on Saturday. Um, yeah. Your wife, the the wonderful Annie, uh, she uh, me, she made a, an event on Facebook uh, with some of us from the shop. I, I assume just everyone she had as friends. Yeah. And uh, she was like, hey, she's like, you know, with everything going on, she's like, you know, can't have any large gatherings. Um, but want to see if, you know, if you guys would want to come and, you know, just celebrate Dave's birthday. And that's exactly what we did. You know, we were, we were all in our masks. We were, you know, social distancing. But uh, I showed up to your house first. You know, you were there with uh, your brother, Chris. Yeah. Always wonderful to see him. Uh, I, I want to get him on here because... The man just starts telling these stories, and I'm like, oh. I'm like, what it must have been like to grow up in the stinking household, because, you know, Mama stinking, she had her, she raised herself, uh, some good storytellers. I can, yeah. <laughs> I can vouch for that, um, you know. But I was there, and then uh, there were some other family friends that came over, and then you know, Vinny stopped by, uh, Frank and Melissa, former guests of the show. If you, you want to hear yeah. them talk about, if you want to hear them. Uh, their murder mystery episode go listen to the jericho cruise episode because that one is always so much fun i I love love listening back to that episode um and then we had uh stupid michael uh his wonderful wife monica and uh their son the energizer bunny yeah their son (laughs) the energizer buddy uh they were all there and it was pretty fun um real quick i have to tell this story um so i walk in and i notice there's uh like a bunch of trays with candy on them. So at one point I get up to use the bathroom and lights are dimmed down. So I'm like, Oh, those are either M&Ms or Skittles. Grab one. I'm like, Oh, they're Skittles. Uh, you know, go back and I'm, uh, I'm like, okay. And then me and Vinny go in there to, to grab some, I don't know what we were grabbing, maybe some snacks. And then I see the M&Ms. I'm like, Oh, okay, Vinny, these are the M&Ms. I go over there. I grab what I think is an M&M, put it in my mouth. It's a goddamn Skittle. And then your son just immediately starts laughing along with Peyton, your daughter. And I'm like, what, what? And then Peyton's like, he put one Skittle in the M&M's to trick someone. And it just so happens that was the one that I grabbed. Yeah, because I was just like, I'm being fucked with, man. I'm like, I'm tweaking out. Uh, He's like, I swear these are M&M's. Yeah. But Dave, did you do you have did you have any clue at any point that you were going to get this little surprise party? Um, so I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. One, my skills of deduction are second to none. So I suspected. Um mostly because my wife's a sweetheart and uh listen, I would be nothing without my wife and she's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Um so I had a feeling she would do something like this because that's just in her nature um but maybe like a day before the party well i'll two i'll give you two two things that she thought she let slip um but for the day before the party she said oh uh her friend shelby has a new boyfriend and we've been trying to meet him so i hear (laughs) yeah and then and then she she said oh shelby's boyfriend will be coming to the thing tomorrow I was like, "What thing tomorrow?" And she's like, "Ah, oh, shit!" <laughs> but she, she, she had like, she was like four white claws in, and she's like, "Oh, goddamn it!" I was, I was like, "I didn't hear anything you just said." And she's like, "I ruined it. I'm sorry." 
so I had an idea that something was happening. I didn't know who was coming. But the other thing is, so my, my daughter bought me this present, and there was a big box, and she was kind of, she wanted me to open it right away. And, you know, I always feel like you should open presents on the day that they're meant, like Christmas presents, birthday presents. And so I was playing along. She's like, if you guess it, I'll let you open it. And so I kept guessing. And then I guessed Batman because that's I always guess Batman stuff. And she said, close, but it's not actually Batman. I was like, well, what could it be? And I kept guessing, like, is it a Batmobile? Is it the Batwing? And then uh, one night my wife uh, went out to – I took her to her favorite bar because they, they had just opened their beer garden. And on the way back, she's like – I can't believe you don't know what it is. <laughs> and I was like, I, I swear I don't. And she's like, she's like, I'll give you one more hint. It's like Batman, but imagine it's something he lives in. And I was like, is it a Lego Wayne Manor? And she said, yes. She's like, oh, I can't believe I told you. <laughs> and then she was really upset. She's like, don't, don't tell Peyton I told you. And I was like, oh, I'll just play it off. It wasn't that at all. <laughs> it was... A, it was a bat house, like a, a literal house for bats, which I've been talking about getting for a while because we have bats in the area. <laughs> and she's like, wait, I told you it was a Lego Wayne Manor? I was like, yeah. She's like, oh, no. She's like, so I did keep the secret. So uh, <laughs> if I really press Andy, she'll, she'll give up the secret. So I, I try not to. But um, no, it, it, it was great. She kept coming up. We were out on the on the on the deck. Um, just, you know, having a great time. And then Annie would be like, I've got another surprise. And then, you know, you came and then, uh, Frank and Melissa came in all, by the way. So you gave me that sweet, uh, cameo by Effie Frank, who to me is the ultimate, uh, serious collector of like memorabilia, right? This guy has like everything. So he, he's got this like 11 by 17 printout of the, you know, the Ninja Turtles from the cartoon, and it's signed by each of the voices. I was like, holy shit. So that, uh, perfect gift. And now I got to find a frame for it to hang it somewhere. But um, no, listen, my life is an embarrassment of riches. I have the greatest friends, I have the greatest family, and uh, it was a great time. So uh, I was very happy. Yeah. And I wish there could have been more because, like, you know, we're still kind of half. We're in a half-ass quarantine right now. Yeah, I mean that but. was the that was the thing. Like you know, we mentioned to properly social distance. We we're uh, we were in the backyard. There's some people in the back, some people in the garage, some people inside of the house. Like nobody yeah. was ever like congregated um, in one area, uh, which is a shame. Yeah. I really wanted to meet your friend Shelby's boyfriend, but um, you know, we we were all just there. And yeah, like you mentioned, and Frank. I- Frank is the best at like giving gifts you know yeah my first year there that we did black friday he got me a doc brown autograph mm-hmm. like eight by ten which is awesome because of how much i love back to the future uh for my birthday one year he got me all the uh comic book men for the, the tv show comic book men the funko pops autographed um and then more recently he just uh one day was like hey here you go i i got this once upon a time in hollywood signed poster by quentin tarantino and like we mentioned yesterday frank's gifts always come with a certificate of authenticity so that you (laughs) know it's legit yeah (laughs) so and it was fun i asked frank too early in the day 
I, I was like, hey, I was like, did, did you get sync anything? Because I, so I mentioned to you, I'm like the cameo. I was hoping to get it by Saturday, so I could show it to you. And unfortunately, it didn't come until today, which is fine. You know, Effie, it's only been doing like a million of them, so I, I, you know, um, but I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm, I was like, I'm not gonna have mine in time. And he was like, no, nah, I don't think I'm gonna get him anything. I was like, okay, cool. And then immediately shows up with like. What of a cool, the perfect present. And I was just thinking, you son of a fucking, but, uh, no, it was really, it was really happy. Uh, I was really, I was really happy to see you, um, like as excited to open it as you were. Uh, yeah. I was also really happy to hear a uh, specific story, um, that I was never aware of. Um, one that, uh, as it pertains to edibles, uh, uh, why don't you give uh you don't have to uh, tell the whole story because it is kind of a long story, but you can give your your yeah. abridged version of the story. All right. Uh whether whether or not you want to include the ice cream machine uh is up to you. Um I hope I'm being clever enough so that you know what that means. The soft serve machine. Oh yeah. Yeah, you I'll do it. <laughs> sure, why not? Go ahead. It's it's your story. Steve. So okay. So a- anyone that anyone that knows me for any length of time knows I'm pretty straight edge. So I'll, I'll drink a lot of soda, which is, you know, probably why I'm so fat, but like, um, you know, I don't smoke cigarettes. I never taken any type of drug. Um, I have drank. So like I lost a bet that I was sure I was going to win once and I had to get drunk. My wife bet me something like I failed this bet. And then I will take, I will take drinks. I'll take a shot at special occasions. So if it's like, like my best friend's birthday, I took a shot of tequila as one of the groomsmen. Um, and at the Christmas party, Ryan was like, will you take a shot? And I was like, I can't say no. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, but you know, uh, I have no problem with people that smoke and drink or, you know, partake in anything, um, other than real hardline drugs. Um, on the flip side, you know, I've, I've done this because, and I, I always tell this about my brother, my brother, he worked at a dispensary. He went to a frat house, drank a lot, did various drugs. And I would always say how disappointed I was because there used to be this commercial where, um, it'd be a kid playing basketball with his little brother and his little brother's looking up to him. And then he would quiz him on drugs. He would like role play and say, Hey, you want to buy some marijuana? And this kid say, no, I don't want it. And then, the tagline would be big brothers that don't do drugs have little brothers that don't do drugs. Well, clearly in the Stankin brothers case, that's not true at all. <laughs> he went the opposite way, but, um, so I won't incriminate any names, but when we, when we went to down to double or nothing, um, and this was before they legalized everything everywhere. It was legal in Las Vegas. And a couple of people were like, hey, you want to go check out this dispensary? And I, I had never been in one. And like I said, my brother worked in one. But I was kind of curious to see what it looked like from the business side. You know, because like you, you always hear about people exchanging money and drugs in a, in a park. But now this was like a legit business. So I went in there. And uh, one, I was, I was surprised at how efficient. Like when, when you think of potheads, you think of sloppy and, you know, unambitious this place was great and um they had gummies now my wife my wife's not against smoking a little weed she, she doesn't do it hardly at all but like 
I was like, oh, maybe I should get my wife some gummies. It'll be a nice treat. And then I chickened out because, like I said, it wasn't legal, and I didn't want to bring it on a plane because I didn't want to get arrested for drugs that I don't do. I thought that would be highly ironic. And then uh, one of the people I went with said, well, why don't you try Why don't you try a gummy here in Vegas? I said, I don't know. I, I think if I were to do it, my wife would be bad that I didn't share the experience with her first. So there's always like this weird flirty dance of should I should or shouldn't I, I'd gone my whole life without doing it. And, uh, uh, one of our friends, again, I'm not going to say names, but had a friend that makes gourmet edibles, like flaming hot Cheetos, uh, cookies, you know, all that stuff. But they also made a cereal bar, like, you know, uh, fruity pebbles, shit like that. So I told Annie and Annie said, yeah, let's try it at Thanksgiving. So I bought three and they were each a hundred milligrams. Again, I don't, I don't know anything about these things. So I guess that's a lot. And so possibly I, I wouldn't know. (laughs) Yeah. You, you've kept your clean living. I, I, I broke the seal. (laughs) So, um, my brother who I said, you know, he worked at a dispensary. He's a little more knowledgeable about this stuff. He's like, I would eat maybe a quarter of this. And I said, screw that. I was like, if I'm going to do it, I might as well do it. I'm going to eat this whole bar. So I ate it before dinner. And uh, so this will tie into wrestling. Steve Austin used to talk about when he would abuse somas, you know, muscle relaxants. And he said what wrestlers would do is they would take the somas on an empty stomach and then they would eat like a double cheeseburger. And then that, he said it, it had a plunger effect and it would kind of push the effects into your bloodstream faster. So I, I was like, it's good enough for Steve Austin. It's good enough for me. So I ate this whole thing and then we had a whole Thanksgiving dinner and like dinner was over. It had been like an hour and a half. People were clearing the table and I'm, I'm like, I don't, I don't feel anything. What, what happened? And Chris is like, I don't know. Maybe these were bad edibles you got. And I'm sitting there, and we're just, it's me, my wife, Annie, and my brother, Chris, and we're conversating, and uh, it's just normal conversation. And then I I remember saying the line, well, you know, sometimes you just got to make that choice. (laughs) And then they just start laughing at me, and I was like, what? And then I remembered, I don't know what I was talking about. Why did I say those words? And I was like, was I just speaking gibberish? And they're like, yeah. We have no idea what you were saying, bro. And, I, and then it hit me, and my arms feel like like they were made of jello, and I'm just like undulating and like wobbling, and I got really paranoid. And uh, so it hit me, but it didn't feel great. It just felt weird. And then five minutes later, it went away. And I was like, "Oh, is that it?" I was like, "This wasn't worth it at all." I know this is a long story. Bear with me, guys. So, um, Annie made this lemon cake for dessert and I was like, I'll eat that lemon cake and I'm eating it. And my mouth is just really dry. And I thought it was the cake. And I was like, I got to drink milk with this. And I get up and it happens as I'm standing. I feel like I'm floating in space and I get this real paranoid feeling that everyone knows. So I get over to the fridge and I'm like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta pour this milk, but I don't think I can get the milk out of the fridge. I pour this big glass of milk and I drink 
it was like a 32 ounce cup full of milk. And at that moment I had realized I overate like this whole time. This had, this edible must have been working against suppressing all my feelings. Cause now it felt like all the food was halfway up my esophagus and I was going to throw up. So <laughs> I go and I sit in my lazy, you know, our lazy boy chair and I'm just, all I kept thinking was I'm going to die. Uh, I got to concentrate on breathing cause I'm going to forget. And then I'm going to throw up all over myself. And that's going to be my story is this dude fucking died with vomit all over him full of lemon cake, turkey. And I'm, I'm like, Oh God. And I'm sitting there and Chris is laying on the couch and like, so the one time that I got drunk, he was surprised and he was in my face and he was breathing drunk fumes in my face. I was like, get away from me. I was just throwing up. So he knew just stay away. And he's just answering my questions. I'm like, dude, I felt, I feel so bad. And, and so when I mentioned that, that jello like undulating feeling, it changed. Um, and if anyone has gone to the doctor, I'm sure you all have, cause we're not weirdos, but <laughs> when you go and you get your arm, you know, your blood pressure taken and they, they pump that armband and it, you know, it squeezes your arm. That's what my whole body felt like it was constricting. And so I was like, how long, how long does this last? He's like, I don't know. It could, it could be three or four hours. We just don't know. You've never taken this before. And I was almost in tears. I was like, I don't think, I I don't think I can do this for three hours, man. Because it was, it was all I could do to remember to breathe, which is like, it's laborious, you know, Mm -hmm. think of how many times you breathe. And now imagine you think, take another breath. Take another breath. Inhale, exhale. Come on. And then Annie, you know, she's also now affected by these things. She comes up and she leans both hands on my stomach. She's like, are you okay? And I was like, get away from me. I'm going to throw up in your face. And so <laughs> I'm sitting there. And now we're going to get to a little gross part and bear with me. I'm sorry. But I'm sitting there and I just keep feeling like I'm going to throw up. And <laughs> in my mind, I'm like, Maybe if I go take a dump, <laughs> the le- the level of the food in my esophagus will drop because now I'm, I'm clearing room, right? Mm-hmm. So I get up, I walk to the kitchen, and now my wife and my mother-in-law are laughing at me because she then told my mother-in-law m- what my problems were. And I stumble into the bathroom, I drop my shorts, and I can't hit the toilet seat and I'm trying, I'm trying to center, you know, where normal people sit on a toilet seat and I can't do it. And I finally, I situate and, uh, I take the longest, smoothest poop I've ever taken in my life. Like a perfect snake <laughs> is how I just, a, a perfect snake made of wet dog food. <laughs> or, or as you describe it to me, it was like, uh, pulling down the lever on a soft serve machine and never letting go. <laughs> Yeah, it just it just kept going until, you know, there's no more ice cream left. So, and that's how it felt. And I remember sitting there and being amazed at how great of a pooper I was. I was like, this is this is good stuff. Like, this is one for the record books. So my epic poop goes down perfectly, by the way. I had a hard time wiping my butt, but I did. And I get up, and it didn't work. I still feel sick. I was like, how... How are the laws of physics 
disobeying themselves right now. And I just sat in the chair and it was maybe like an hour and I was just like, I'm going to die. And then I fell asleep. And then the next day, <laughs> one, I felt stupid because I broke my lifelong streak of not taking drugs for that. And then two, I just, I just felt ashamed. I felt deep, deep shame that I took all, I, I ate some cereal bar and I went to the darkest place I could ever be. So don't do drugs, kids. Yeah. When you told me this it was, it was, I, cause this was my, my first time hearing about this. I was just like, Oh yeah. man. And like, yeah, like I've, I've never done drugs. I, I believe I've told the story before that like, uh, when I was younger, uh, some of my friends and I, we would go to, it was over on the South side, uh, like a truck factory where they would let us, they had permission walls, uh, for, for yeah. graffiti, which, um, they would just let us fuck around on the backside, you know, they're like, just don't, you know, clearly don't be degenerates. Just go ahead and, and you have permission. So we would go back there. Now everyone else would have these, uh, masks for painting, you know, <clears throat> to stop the fumes from being ingested. Well, myself and uh, my best friend Ivan did not have these masks. So we would sit there spray painting. And then afterwards, I would always be like, man, I'm starving. Like, holy shit, spray painting gets me so tired. And we would walk down the street to this taco place and just, just you know, destroy all these tacos. Well, it wasn't until years later that I realized, like, oh, what was happening was Ivan and I were getting high off the fumes uh, not realizing it, and then we're just like super, like starving afterwards because we'd gotten like high off of that. Um, so I think that's probably the close. Are you that or I don't know if kratom. I don't, have you ever heard of kratom before? Oh. It's it's not it's not a drug. Um, it's some sort of like organic shit that kind of serves as it's just like it gives you like a little like caffeine boost. Um, it's like all natural, but Nick one time was like, here, you want some Kratom? And I was like, what's that? And he explained it to me, and I was like, all right, sure. Uh, kind of almost like a stimulant, not really, but he's like, right. yeah, here. He's like, just take a mouthful dry. I was like, you sure you're not supposed to like mix it in with something? He's like, no, it's fine. That's how I do it. First off, tasted gross. This is very earthy, and I was like, oh. But afterwards, oh, my God, I was on, I was, you know, I was on 11. I was like, oh, my God, I'm coming here. I'm doing this. I'm, I was like, yeah, this is great. I feel, oh, and it hit me, and I was just like, oh, I need to go home. And I literally, like, left work early. I just felt weird. Be I mean, be again, I'm not a really a caffeine guy. Like, I don't drink coffee, and I think it was, like... You're a water guy. Yeah, you know. So I think it was that combined with just whatever else was in it that I it was just, oh, my God. I was like, I don't feel good. And so I just came home, and wrapped myself in a blanket and just went to sleep and woke up the next day. And like, even now just the thought of it makes me want to fucking throw up because it was just so bad. It was, it was not fun, but I, I enjoyed hearing your story because again, I know how much of a non smoker, non drinker you are. And like yourself, I've I can count on one hand, maybe to the amount of times I've drank and they've typically, like you said, you know, where Ryan's like, Hey, take a shot. And I'm like, all right, celebrate, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and take a shot with you. Um, but that's just like to me. And again, I'm not judging anyone that, you know, smokes or, you know, does anything like that. But like, even the parts that weren't 
painfully terrifying weren't enough to make me want to like buy a really expensive like I'd rather just have a Rice Krispie treat. Those are delicious. I would always they make rather have a Rice Krispie treat. Yeah. So yeah, it's. I've discovered there's a reason why I didn't do it, other than the moral reasons I, I've made for myself. It's just I just knew it wasn't for me, you know. So, yeah, like I've you you know there's. Uh, I get high on life. <laughs> so I, I have an uncle and switch by the so this was last week where um my uncle he uh, he falls off the wagon not. Yeah. often you know maybe like once a year and uh you know he's really ashamed of it but it's it for me at least i'm like i'm never disappointed because for a long time he drank really heavily and has again stopped right like well pretty much cold turkey except for when you know he occasionally again falls off the wagon maybe once a year um if that and unfortunately like a, a well, last weekend was one of those times, and um, I went over to his house just to make sure he was good. Cause I, uh, I got a call from his girlfriend, and she was like, "Hey," she was like, "I don't know if you can go check on him." She's like, "He's not responding to my calls, and he's not responding to your mom's calls." And they were both at work, so I was like, "No worries," you know. I, I, I left work, and this was still in the, early in the morning. You know, I left yeah. work, went and uh, went in there, and he was fine. He was just. Uh, not in the best shape so i you know i got him some gatorade i got him some food and was kind of just there making sure he was all good and we were talking and there then at one point he was just getting like super sentimental and started talking wrestling for me because like for uh like a few years there when i first got into wrestling like he was a closeted wrestling fan and i never knew this you know i mean i wasn't a fan of wrestling until i was about 12 so once he saw that like we liked wrestling much like i do with my nephews now where my sister will be like oh yeah you know um my oldest nephew should be like yeah he likes this and i'm like does he now and i'll be like oh man you like pokemon here are all the pokemon cards you know yeah. you got goosebumps i'm gonna buy you all 76 original books like i'm just very extra in that way much like he was you know he would buy me a bunch of wrestling figures shirts toys <sighs> then when wrestlemania 22 came around the last wrestlemania here in chicago and will probably be the last one ever here in chicago because probably. now they do them <laughs> in these giant football stadiums and i doubt i just doubt it's ever going to be here again but well, I don't know. If the business keeps going the way it is, maybe they'll actually want yeah. a smaller venue. <laughs> yeah, they might want a smaller venue. Uh, yeah. But he he went to WrestleMania 22 with his friend. He would go with his friend to all the shows, and he took my little brother with him. Now, I remember being pissed. Me and my sister were so angry for the longest because he, like, my brother got to go. And we didn't. But my brother, he was just small enough that he could just sit on my uncle's lap and they didn't charge him. It was him. an economic choice, yeah. Yeah, you know, it wasn't like, oh, I'm picking my favorite nephew because he's told right. me I'm his favorite. But, uh, you know, so he did that. And so he's like, yeah, you know, he's like showing me all the, he's like, you know, I remember I bought you this shirt because he had like, he, he had the same one. You know, he's like, I bought you this one. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I still have that. He's like, oh, I got you this one. I'm like, yeah, I still have that. And then he goes, oh, my God, I can't believe I haven't given it to you yet. And I'm like, given what to me? And he goes and he pulls out. I'm looking at it right now. It's uh, like they always make those like football jerseys um, with that year's yeah. WrestleMania on it. 
he's been holding on to one for years like waiting for me he was basically waiting for me to be big enough so he could give it to me and just i'd gotten lost within amongst his stuff and so he gave me that and oh my god i almost like broke down crying and then he gave me uh it was like a bad it was like a lanyard with a badge it's you know it's on there you know 4206 when the show is here with this like cool badge and like the tickets in there and stuff and he was like you know here he's like i you know he's like you fit in this now and it just it meant so much that i was just like holy shit like you know this guy's been holding on to this forever and like i'm probably gonna get the jersey framed because like it's a cool jersey yeah it's, well it's a cool jersey and it means a lot to me you know especially coming from my uncle um yeah. but the reason i bring him up um you know, again, like I don't drink and stuff. And the whole time he's like, I'm so happy you don't drink. He's like, you know, it's, it, it's just, it's a bad, you know, habit to have. I'm like, yeah, you know, and we kind of part our ways. And later on in the day, I call him just to make sure he's okay. And he goes, Hey, do me a favor. He goes, your cousin keeps calling me. Um, can you just call her and let her know? And it's, it's not his kid. He doesn't have any kids. He's like, you right. know, he's like, can you just call your cousin, let her know I'm okay. He's like, I just, I don't feel real good right now. I don't want to talk on the phone. I'm like, yeah, sure, no worries. This was actually right before you and I were about to record, uh, yeah, I, last right. week. So, um, I call her and she doesn't pick up. So I just shoot her a text. I'm just like, hey, uh, you know, my uncle told me to call you. You know, kind of just updated her on the thing. Then I get a call back from her, and she's like, oh my god, hey, and it turns out she's super drunk. Here's none of what I said as it pertained to my uncle and his health. Uh, and then he's like, once this coronavirus is over, like, you got to go fine. And I'm just like, fantastic. Uh, it was one of those things where I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm very glad that, like, um, within my family, I got the genes that were more for, like, possibly diabetic and depression yeah. as opposed to the ones that were, like, um, angry, belligerent, drunk. Because... Uh, Again, I just, it's never been my thing to drink. I don't, I've never judged anyone that drinks or does drugs. You know, you're, everyone's their, their own person. I would never police anyone's actions. Uh, but yeah, yeah, you know, again, just myself, not, not a drinker. Well, yeah. well like for me, like the reason I, I never drank or did drugs was like, I had a long, like, history in my, in my family on both sides of alcohol, alcoholism. You know, my grand, my grandpa was a prolific drunk, a happy drunk, but like you know, it ended up like killing him. And then like my uncle, I, I, this is gonna get a, a little down, but like my my uncle overdosed on opiates, and my dad had a history of chemical dependency. And I always knew there was like a ticking time bomb inside me, and I was like, if I do this, um it's not going to be good. Right. Like as history has shown me, I was like, I have, and I do suffer from addiction. I think like it's sugar for me. And for the longest time I would tell myself, like, I, I don't understand like how you could do heroin and then just your life falls apart and you just can't stop doing heroin. And then, but I know exactly what it's like because I know, you know I've gained a lot of weight and like I keep drinking sodas cause it's just there. And it's just like, it's comforting and I mean, let's be honest, a lot of times sugar is poison. And so I recognize that in myself. I'm glad it's soda and not like heroin or something. Yeah, it could be worse. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just, I, I know I, there's 
some kind of an addictive gene inside of me that's I'm, I'm glad it's not worse than it is so um but uh yeah i mean i'm glad that like you can see and that's the thing like you were talking about how great it was to talk to your uncle and i think as he's reflecting with you on stuff you guys have never talked about there's probably a part of him that's like i wish i wasn't drinking <laughs> so what? i could share this more clearly you know yeah you know like there was a lot of like Oh, like, you know, like, I wish I wasn't like this. I wish I could stop. And it's yeah. things you hear, you know, with people that are, com- that are like, addicted to things. But, yeah, you know, and that, that's the thing. You know, even if someone right now listening kind of feels the same way, like, oh, <sighs> whether it's some sort of drug or alcohol or sugar or something you feel you're addicted to, like, you can always break it. You know, there's, yeah. you can always get help, you know, even if it's, like, gambling or something. You know, there's so many out different outlets out there to get help um you're never alone there's always someone who will be there's there always to someone help that cares yeah. there's always someone that cares even when you think that there you know there isn't there's always somebody that cares even if it's us you know you just yeah, need if, someone if to you talk want to, to reach out to. yeah we got you yeah um but kind of as we wrap up here um it's, you know we uh, talked about it amongst ourselves last week. You know, we didn't talk about it on air. Um, but a uh, friend of the show, Jesse Kohlberg, uh, it appears that he's going on the Jericho cruise. And, oh, uh, yeah. You know, which is funny because the day before, um, like, we're still part of the Jericho cruise Facebook group, and someone named Jesse Kohlenberg. Now, because I saw it too, and I had a double take. <laughs> yeah. So our friend um, is Jesse Kohlberg. You know, I'm like, okay. And someone named Jesse Kohlenberg had signed up and was just like, you know, I was like, oh, shit, Jesse. I don't know this isn't Jesse. I was like, whoa, that's so weird. You know, like, and then the very next day, Jesse's like tweeting us like, yeah, I'm going on the Jericho cruise, uh, which again, was just so, it was so weird, you know, that it and happened we had to, like, like double that. look. Yeah. Um, but hey, speaking of Jesse, the, the reason I bring up Jesse is because uh, I was up in his neck of the woods today. Uh, I was over in uh, Wisconsin, land of the cheese in the Green Bay. I mean, land of Jesse Kohlberg, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um, but I was up there because I mentioned to you, I'm like, I've I've needed new gym shooting gym shoes, work shoes for, I uh, really at least the last since the coronavirus started, you know. So let's go back since maybe February. I've needed yeah, new work months. shoes, and like I'm, I my depending on the shoe, I'm anywhere between a nine and a half and a ten and a half, but I could not find shoes. Like people were just buying them online. And like some places like Kohl's were offering like, oh, we'll do, you know, you can order online and do the, you know, like we'll bring it out to you. Didn't have them there. I was having just the worst time with trying to find just work shoes. And the ones I have, they're fine, but they're also about two years old and just, you know, not, not the most comfy. So I knew Wisconsin, they, they're in like phase fucking five or whatever it is. They've practically opened back up again and. Um, I, I was very apprehensive because I'm just not comfortable, like, you know, because I'm like, and let me tell you, once I showed up, so that calls, I knew they had both the shoes that I wanted. So I went over there, bought them, but I wanted to slam my face into the brick wall just based on the sheer number of people that were not wearing masks. Oh, and it's like that in Chicago too. Yeah. Oh, so many people. Everyone's just, just running yeah. around. 
just not wearing masks and like yeah. it made it made me so angry because it was a lot of Karens. I'll put it that way. A lot of Karens not wearing masks and just like what a selfish fucking thing to do. Like whether or not you believe a mask will do anything, please wear one. Please yeah. wear a mask. You know, if it doesn't do anything, then hey, no harm. But it does, you know, it helps. And I don't want to hear any of you. Like, I, again, I I'm, I know our fan base and I know we don't have any, like, uh, COVID. I'm pretty sure we don't have any COVID deniers listening. If, they, if you, I mean, if you guys are, sorry. But it's a real thing. Uh, There's science. That's, yeah, it's a thing called science, you know. Um, can't dispute science. Um but like a mask does help, you know. Yeah. And it's until the well, CDC says you're good, I'm probably still gonna wear one. But there were so yeah. many people that I, I'm like, I called you angry, or I was just like, Dave, there's so many yeah. fucking people not wearing masks. I was like, what the fuck, man. Um, but yeah. That was, well, you know, you know what's fun, you know what's funny about Illinois specifically is so like if you're on Facebook and you're in a certain city, I'm sure they have like a. Uh, what's happening in you know whatever suburb or the city you're in in the what's happening in elgin group so many people complaining about you know say what you will about the illinois governor pritzker um, a lot of people don't like the stuff that he's doing as they especially didn't like all the precautions that we were taking statewide for covid um guess what come to find out illinois had the largest decrease you know why because we were strict about it exactly like you know what I mean? We're not having beach parties, or at least the smart ones aren't. And, uh, you know, it works. That sort of stuff works to flatten the curve. And I can't believe the amount of people that just, you know, they want to throw things away because they don't, they don't want to wear a mask for like 30 minutes in the store. It's like, come on. Yeah. For it's people, working. For people that just outright refuse to believe that it's a thing and that it's going on, like, I I can't help you. Not many people can because you've already made up your mind and it's yeah. probably never going to change. But yeah, I mean, I, I got my shoes and very, very quick, very quick trip to Wisconsin. I was pretty much in and out, um, you know, within an hour or two, but I, on the way there, I passed by six flags, you know, six flags, great America yeah. haunting when it's empty. Yeah. How creepy did that look? It looks very creepy. Like I, I'm not a haunted house guy. Like I'm, I'm, I've just never been a fan of like I'm gonna do this thing and purposely get scared, because I'm a giant wuss and I get really scared really easily, um, except except for ironically when it comes to scary movies, like I yeah. hardly have ever. I'm just like, oh, that was spooky. Um, I went to Six Flags like two, no, maybe like three years ago, three four years ago now. Um, actually, I'll tell the story. So it was like four years ago. Um, where I went with an ex-girlfriend because they had, at the time, it was like, buy a season pass and it works for two years or some shit like that. Like, yeah. some stupid deal. So we went and the haunted houses were whatever, but what, like, creeped me out more was just the park at night and how, like, empty it was. You know? <laughs> like, it, it just, it reminds me of, like, a, just like a horror movie, you know, where it's just very, just creepy. And then we, And then I went back the next year um after my ex and i had broke up because post breakup i kept the season passes so that i could go um yeah and so i i went there with i went there with another girl and uh 
the haunted houses had gotten a little bit better um and the park was also equally empty and so it just added and it was like raining for a little bit it was very fall it was very very cool i I definitely enjoyed my time there at six flags but yeah i passed by and it was just it's just weird seeing it so empty can i tell you a small story i don't we're wrapping it up but like um have you ever heard of santa's village i have i i want to say i've been there once because i don't know within what context i would have heard about it as a kid yeah you know so it's like it's like a mini if any if any of you older people have ever heard of kitty land it's kind of like kitty land um but it's like it's like a mini local theme park um (laughs) this is an incriminating story but like they closed operations and my best friend and i got the great idea that that we were going to go in there and we were going to break in and steal all the arcade machines from the polar dome which was kind of like it was like an ice skating rink but then they also had like you know concessions and arcade machines and we're like, oh, they're closed down. There's no way they took all the arcade machines out. So we broke in to Santa's Village under the cover of night, and it was raining. And uh, so the first thing we saw was there's a set of woods that leads up to the park, a gigantic cartoon doghouse. Now, there, there were signs on the fence that said guarded by attack dogs, which we thought were bullshit. Who's feeding these dogs, right? Mm-hmm. But then we, we saw this gigantic doghouse. It was like something out of like the Mickey Mouse Club with like a regular sized dog hole. And we were like, oh, shit. So we were throwing rocks at it to see if a dog would come out. No dogs came out. But we're walking around at night and just seeing the roller coasters and, you know, the ticket stand. And then we we thought better than to, to steal these arcade machines, even though I'm pretty sure we could have. <laughs> we're, we're walking through it and then there's like a row an area where all the games are you know you like you throw the the ball at the clowns and they fall over and shit like that mm-hmm. and this whole time it's raining and we were paranoid about the dogs and then we also had this sneaking suspicion that someone was watching us the whole time um so we go and we're going down the carnival game row and we saw like some chairs and a a little Weber grill where someone had recently been cooking like hot dogs on it. And I think, I think hobos were living in there watching us. Really? <laughs> yeah. I was like, it was so like, it was like a fresh hot dog. Like an animal would have ate it. It was like a couple sausages. And I was like, dude, I think there's hobos hiding in the carnival games. <laughs> it was like the scariest thing ever. So we ended up getting the hell out of there, but um, there's nothing creepier than an empty amusement park at night with rain it's the worst thing ever it's it's re- it's the stuff of nightmares but um deservedly so you boys should have been attacked by homeless uh well you know i i believe that to be true i've, I've never and now santa's village is back so we're never gonna make that mistake again but yeah i mean pretty- i'm telling you there's something like i i as much as people like love the summer, I'm, I'm I I love like the fall, you know. Fall like, is great, yeah. Like just if I could, like there's some places like oh I'm gonna live in Florida because it's or you know L A because it's pretty much twenty four seven summer. If there was some place that was just pretty much twenty four seven fall, I 
probably still wouldn't live there because I don't ever see myself leaving Chicago. Uh, but I would definitely very much consider it. You know, I would, yeah. I would very much consider living there. Um, but yeah, uh, really quick, you know, uh, as things are starting to get a little bit back to normal here, Dave's coming back to the office some more. Uh, we plan yeah. on having some more in-person interviews again. Um, Dave and I were supposed to record this today, you know, person to person, but I, I wound up getting stuck, uh, being a furniture mover, uh, and helping my mom as she's only got one good hand right now, which was the worst. I, I fucking hate having to move furniture, uh, especially when it's a giant granite table that we have to take a door down because it's a small apartment, but I digress. Uh, so we plan on you know recording these face to face again more so you can hear both of our beautiful voices, uh, you know, in one room. And so again, you know, based on last week's episode, it was more of a serious episode. So we kind of diverted from the regular format and we kind of wanted to do the same with this. We kind of just, a cool down, you know, because lighten it up. Yeah. Yeah. It's for such a heavy episode last week. And again, like it's not over. All these things are still affecting us. All these things are still going on and it's, it's not over. You know, people are still protesting and uh, I've seen a lot in Atlanta and Philadelphia. And I know even here in Chicago, you know, over by my old neighborhood, over kind of more by like Niles, a lot of people were protesting and good. You know, your voices are being heard. Nobody, none of you, you guys aren't doing this, you know, for nothing. Your voices are being heard. And if you can support, whether it's, you know, reposting some information on where you or, you know, on what to do or how to help out or donating, you know, front of the show uh, and the sponsor of the show and three toys, you know, they just, they donated uh, some money to a black lives matters uh, organization, you know, good on them. And if, if you can't, if you, you know, you can't monetarily give back, you can sign petitions, you know, repost things. There's, there's a litany of things you can do and, you know, don't, don't feel bad again. If, if monetarily you can't help out because there's so many other ways. And again, this isn't over with, uh, and you can see that, you know, pay attention to what's really going on there. And just because, you know, the Twitter algorithm isn't showing you all the stuff that's going on or because Instagram is taking videos down. Doesn't mean that it's not happening. All right. Um, but like I mentioned, we're getting back to, to normal. So, uh, with next week being father's day, I can confirm our guest. Uh, we had this gentleman on. Well, we, we talked about him earlier. You know, we had him on several episodes ago. and One of our favorite guests. Whenever people, I don't know about you, but when people ask me, what's your favorite episode you've recorded? Two immediately come to mind. One is the Kevin Smith one. But even then, that's as much as I say it's like a whole episode. You know, it's not as long as I wish it would have been. Yeah. Which is why I always go refer to the second one. Uh, friend of the show, Effie, is coming back. Uh, he will be next week's guest because, as Dave and I wondered, you know, it's Father's Day. Who would it be the most appropriate to have? Uh, well, none other than uh, Daddy himself. So yeah, Our next, Daddy. Our Daddy, yeah. So next week we'll have Effie on. And, yeah, we're, you know, we got a few other uh, interviews lined up. Again, uh, we enjoy these Skype interviews, but it's always a little bit more fun than we can get you know, person in the room with us to, to sit down and talk. So, uh, you know, we're bringing more, again, we have our, our 52nd episode, our, our one year anniversary coming up. Um, we're securing a guest for that. As soon as we 
you know, we find out we, for sure. We, we will let you guys know. But uh, Dave, I've run out of things to say, man. Yeah, me too. It's been a long weekend, but right. a good one. But a good one. Uh, so all you guys, make sure to, to tweet and let Dave know uh, to have a happy belated birthday. Um, <laughs> but uh, until then, until next week, you guys, I've been Scrump. And this is Stank. This is friend of the show, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega here, friend of the show. Unfortunately, we've run out of things to say. And so, well, we must bid you adieu. So until next time at the PWT's cast, goodbye and good night. Bang. Bang.